even, and maybe this is part of my journey I've had myself, but like even being a weight class athlete, like there's like a time and a place to focus on your weight. And then you got to have like those breaks from it. Cause otherwise you just like, you can't be like focusing on your weight all the time. No, nope. it's just like exhausting. So yeah, it's, I like, I like helping people kind of shift their mind from that. Even if they are an athlete in a weight class sport. One, two, All right. Hey, everyone. (laughs) Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Inside Wag podcast. I am Josh. And I am Chris. And cool, Chris, who do we have here today? Who's on the podcast today? All right. Today we are um, welcoming Nicole Kupfer to the podcast, a fellow Wag coach or colleague and friend um she is a coach she is a 59 kilogram athlete for catalyst athletics working under amy anaya everett and the whole team over there uh she'll definitely fill us in more about that and as we recently learned she is a huge taylor swift fan (laughs) uh which i'm sure we'll get into at some point as well so welcome to the podcast nicole thanks (laughs) and how are you doing today um i'm good i (laughs) (laughs) Yep, I'm good. Um, went to a concert last night, a little tired, but I'm I'm good. I'm happy to be here. Awesome. Excellent. So you reserved your voice for today's episode? I did my best. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what she said last night. She's I can't sing too much tonight. I have a, a big podcast to do tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can't have it. Can't have it. Great. Appreciate you preserving it for the quality and yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh where are you from, Nicole? And uh who do you uh who do you live with? Like who's in your world? Yep. So I'm from Auburn, Washington, um, which is about 30 minutes south of Seattle. Um, And I live about five minutes from my parents with my husband and my dog. I have a black lab named Adrian and my husband's Brian. Um, Yeah. I've grown up in this area my whole life and still live around here. Right on. How long have you been uh, been married for? Um, a little over five years. Oh, that's great. How'd you guys meet? We, so we've actually gone together or to school together since middle school. Wow. Um, we didn't know each other. He's two grades older than me. Um, and but then same like schools knew, and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And I knew who he was in high school. Cause he was into sports and like, Ooh, who's that guy. And, um, we actually, I was working at a coffee stand and he was working at Les Schwab tires and our bosses at the time were married. And so we met, met that way. Wow, that's the connection, huh? Yep. Yep. Does, does, he, <laughs> does he lift weights too? Um, yes, he not, he's done one Olympic weightlifting competition. Um, he is a competitive mountain biker, Oh, right uh, on. but I, I convinced him to go snowboarding with me in January and he crashed and tore his um rotator cuff oh no so he's he's on the mend he's like back to lifting and um and he's actually like getting really into shooting and like thinking about doing the tactical games Mm, um so yeah definitely into fitness not not competitive weightlifting like me though gotcha probably no longer snowboarding no no and i I will never never force him to do anything ever (laughs) 
Lessons have been learned. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Did he enjoy it before the injury, at least? Yeah. 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 Okay. It was fun. And he, he was a trooper. He got back up and did another run when it happened because he didn't want to ruin the day, but he knew like oh, something's wow. not right. Wow. <laughs> yeah. What a champ. Yeah. For real. Yeah. So, um, kind of going back to the weightlifting um, thing, how, let's see here, how long have you been weightlifting for? Um, yeah, we'll start, start there. Like, how did you get into the sport and how long have you been doing it for? Yeah. So, um, I actually, I grew up with a dad who's a competitive, he was a competitive bodybuilder. All so right. that was just like a normal thing in my life, like lifting weights as a kid. And then I, um, I did figure competitions at bodybuilding shows for about three years and I got super sick of the dieting and the cutting for it. Yeah. Um, and so after my last my last competition, I tried out CrossFit and like, like most people, I did one class and I was like, this is my thing. I'm yeah. <laughs> never leaving this. <clears throat> right. Um, and then I probably four years in or so, I just always liked the weightlifting portion better. Um, I moved to a gym that was, had a lot of Olympic weightlifters and was more focused on um, weightlifting and then I started only weightlifting, like following a strict weightlifting program, like end of 2018. So oh, okay. that's what I've been doing since then. Right on, right on. So yeah. with, so that was, so 2018, you started getting really serious about your lifting. So, yeah. When, yeah. so when was your first competition? Um, I did a local one a little bit earlier that year. But end of 2000 weightlifting was my first national competition. So I, I qualified for American Open finals pretty quickly. And it was at that point where I was like, okay, I, like yeah. I'm, I'm all right at this. Maybe I should like fully commit to this. Gotcha. So cool. Cool. Yeah. So how did you come upon getting involved with like Catalyst and Amy yeah. and that whole crew? And how long has that been? And mm -hmm. uh, what has that done for your Olympic weightlifting experience? Um, so I was looking, I needed a new coach like mid 2019. Um, and I actually messaged a D and was like, a D I want to talk to Amy, but I don't want to DM her like everyone else. Sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what, should, what should I do? And I feel so fortunate. A D basically just put Amy and I on a, on a text together and like Amy meet Nicole, Nicole meet Amy. Um, and Amy and I talked and um, decided to do kind of like a trial period to see like how we worked together. Like if I liked her, she liked me, how things went. Um, and so I ended up going down for a camp about two months in and met some of the girls on the team and met Amy and Greg in person. And like before I left that weekend, Amy's like, okay, we want you on the team. Like, wow. and we just, it was like a good fit. Um, we all just like got along. And so, um, that's when I like officially went on there, but, um, I mean the, the team's great. I've never been like in all my activities I've done, I've never been around a more like truly like supportive group of, of teammates and, um, and like, you know, we go to these camps and we spend a week nonstop together. And it, it kind of reminds me of like, 
like the dating shows where you know they're it's like super intense because they're spending all this time together and they're engaged after like a week and like (laughs) like like, you're like you guys are crazy but it's like when you're spending that much like dedicated time together you just like really get to know each other sure Um, and yeah every everyone's great like we're all you know varying levels and even our like you know whatever level we are like everyone's just so supportive of each other and um yeah it's it's a great group yeah is, uh, well, that's awesome go, go ahead josh i was i was gonna ask is is greg an intense dude he seems like an intense dude like i i love his stuff like every and like his interviews and every time i listen to him like dude, yeah this, this guy just is like i wonder if he's like that all the time you know, he's like, he's, like... <laughs> I would say like I know a lot of people can be like intimidated by him um but he's like so nice in person really not like super intense he's always like making jokes and um joking around and like so patient I mean he has a team of pretty much all all women and is like so patient with all of us and um and like like at a competition because they'll both help coach us if if they can you know, Amy will be like counting for me and Greg's like telling jokes to like, keep me calm. And awesome. I love that. That's cool. That's cool. True team effort. Yeah. If he, he, Greg, if you're listening to this, please don't, please don't beat me up. I would love to tell jokes with you. I hope we would get along really well. Just want to get that out there. (laughs) Well, that's fun. And then it's, it's gotta be cool being around a group of people who have have been kind of handpicked right in a way by uh, Amy and Greg and to be part of a high caliber athletes like that and be around that. So not only do you have the support, but you've also got the push of these athletes who aren't just kind of like casually into weightlifting. Like they are trying to hit that next level, push each other. So I'm sure that had to change your outlook on Olympic weightlifting in another way, like transform your perspective of that too. I'm sure. Yeah. It's like, I, I think like when you're really into like any sport or any activity, like, you know, I have friendships outside of lifting, but it can be hard yeah. to like maintain those just cause like, you know, I go to sleep at a certain time. I eat a certain way. Yeah. I can, I can be pretty selfish, like when I'm lifting. Um, and it's like, like, it's nice to be with this group of girls that like, you know, we love each other and we know we have each other's backs, but like, we also know like when I'm competing, you know, they don't expect me to like be doing things for them or right. even watching them. And yeah, they um, get it. Yeah. Yeah. So we have that, like that support and understanding, but then just like the respect, like, nope, you do, you do your thing. Um, and like, you know, Greg and Amy, like when they're bringing someone onto the team, like they ask the team, you know, like it's important that we all meet everyone. And um, for the most part, we have some people that are in different countries, but Um, like they they really value our opinions and it's it's like it's a nice feeling that it's like really like a team kind of decision and we're all there for each other yeah it's like a another level of like an intimate understanding of Mm -hmm. you as a person as an athlete and then so they can wholeheartedly support you in so many areas of your world yeah i mean fitness sleep all that good stuff you know and amy like honestly probably knows more about me than like a good chunk of people in my life, like outside of lifting too. So, um, cause it, it all impacts your lifting and, and how things are. Oh yeah. Yep. They're going to want to know what's going on in your world <laughs> fully. 
Yeah. Um, so how did you um, how did you come across WAG? I'm gonna kind of maybe go back a few yeah. a few steps here, but how did you come across WAG and then eventually get into being a coach? Yeah. So it was at my first CrossFit gym. Um, and I had like, at that point, you know, tried everything. I'd done my bodybuilding dieting. I had tried to do like like paleo zone, like all the different things. Um, and there was some people at my gym that were like, they were losing weight and just like looking really good. And like, I was like, what are you guys doing? And, um, they started talking about WAG and, um, that they were, you know, tracking and it was just like, they're, I mean, they didn't even have to say anything. Their results were just like amazing. And you could see it like in their performance and the way they looked. And, um, so I think I just like looked into it and was like, okay, I'm going to sign up. Um, and, and that was in 2016. Yeah. I was in my final semester of grad school. Um, which I'm glad I started at that time too. Cause I I've had, you know, quite a few, um, clients who are students and I'm like, yep, I know what it's like, you know, yeah. working and totally. <laughs> going to school and all that. Um, and then I just like, I loved it so much. Um, and then that's when I was like starting my career as a school counselor. And so like, and I've always been like, I had passion for nutrition too, just growing up with my dad and, and that. And so, um, I think I would email the vet and was like, what can I do to be a WAG coach? How do I do this? And she just started giving me things. And I was asking my coach at the time. And, um, then I think I slowly became a sub coach. I don't know. The time, time flies by probably Mm -hmm. the next year or so. (laughs) (laughs) That's all right. Yeah. That's cool. So if that was your, it was your coach. Um, no. So Dan was my coach long, long, long ago. Um, yeah, Dan. And then, um, I had, um, Francesco for a bit and then Yvette's been my longest coach though. And then now I, now I work with Tara. Gotcha. Cool. Oh, awesome. Uh, fun note for our listeners too. I want to say, Josh, and correct me if I'm wrong, but Nicole is the first person to say that she did not discover WAG via podcast. I think you're right. Right. It's we've, we've had a trend, yeah. Nicole is seeming like everyone hearing their story. Like, Oh, I heard about wag on a podcast. And then yeah. the rest is history. But I think you're the first one to say it was like kind of a word of mouth thing uh, from your yeah. local gym. So that's fun. It's different. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you mentioned being a high school counselor um, that, and that's mm-hmm. your, you're currently doing it. You have two roles. You obviously you coach for wag and you're a high school counselor, but how did you get into that world and what made you want to pursue that? Yeah. Um, so I, I did my bachelor's in psychology and then, um, I was, I was working in a job, um, like early learning kind of place with, um, we worked with abused and neglected kids, um, birth to five years old. And I really liked the work. I really liked working with kids, but I looked at the people who had been there forever and they were so unhappy and like, not enjoying their lives. So I was like, (laughs) I don't want to be that person, but I know I like this field. Um, and so just kind of got thinking like what happens to these kids when they're school age. And, um, and I knew I wanted to go back to school at some point. And so, um, that's when I did my master's of education in counseling. 
Um, and yeah, went into that and um, I can, do you want me to talk about how, like the two of them, doing the two of them some too? <laughs> or both yeah, so, yeah, like fill us in. Like how does that, yeah. how do you balance both of those worlds, you know, between being yeah. a coach and then being a counselor? I mean, obviously there's some, probably some shared skills and traits across the board that empower you in both areas. But like, what's it like dealing with kids all day and then dealing with mostly adults <laughs> in your coaching world? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, um, well, I started as a school counselor, did that for two years and I was just like loving the WAG sub coaching. And it, it was kind of one of those things, like I knew I'd regret it if I didn't do it. And so I, I was a full-time coach for a year. Um, and I, I loved it, but I realized like working from home and setting my own schedule is not something that I'm, I'm very good at. Mm -hmm. um, and you know, and I, and I missed the school. Like I, I just missed the kids and, and that. And so, um, I felt really fortunate that one, I was able to go back to the school that I had previously worked at. Um, but two, that wag was like, okay with me continuing on as a part-time coach. Um, and yeah, it's like, I feel like I'm so lucky and I have the best of both worlds now. Cause I have these like two things that I really love and I'm passionate about. Um, and I get to do both of them and like, um, you know, we, we have to work to pay our bills. And I love that. Like wag is wag feels like something that I like truly choose to do. Like, um, you know, it's, it's, it's nice to be paid for it, but like, I, I, yeah, it's, like I, I get to do it because it's something I love and I want that, I want that part of my life. Um, but it's definitely like, they are both very mentally draining jobs. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, I, yes, I can't imagine <laughs> and, the, the, the counseling. I mean, that's a, that's a big deal. It's a big yeah, deal. For the yeah. Um, so it's, it can definitely be a lot sometimes like, like doing both and, I'm sure like, I don't know if other coaches have talked about this, but like so much of what we talk about as nutrition coaches, isn't nutrition. Um, it's like all the other things and the mindsets around it. Um, so I definitely have to be careful to like, not be too much of a counselor. Cause that's not, you know, <laughs> my, that's not my scope as a nutrition coach. Um, but I've, I've gotten much better at time management. And I, I think that's how I'm able to manage both. I, you know, front load a lot of my week. I, I do some work on Sundays. Um, and I also have the school break. So, you know, I have a good chunk of time off in the summer. I have, um, you know, winter break and those things. And so I think being that the school is a job like that and that it has set hours. And then, um, I mean, I'd go crazy in the summer if I didn't have something to be doing. So I love sure. that I still have check-ins. <laughs> For sure. Yeah, it's pretty great too. And getting all the school holidays and all that good stuff too. It's kind of a good alignment there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right on. So yeah. um what what's one of your most like your your proudest moments or like your biggest accomplishments or uh, accomplishments uh as a wag coach? Um I I actually thought about this one ahead of time because I was like, <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, I, I, I had like two kind of big ones. Yeah. That you I can, really... Every single person that's been on the podcast has said, well, I have like two or three. It's like, go, yeah, a hundred percent. Go for it. Yep. Okay. Totally. Um, totally. I'd say, well, I mean, so being that I'm an Olympic weightlifter, 
um, I work with a lot of clients who also compete in weightlifting. And so like, like making weight is like a fun game to me. And like, (laughs) like I know the clients probably don't feel that way. And sometimes, you know, they're like, Nicole, we're cutting it close. And I'm like, no, we're good. Um, but so like every time a client successfully makes weight, it's like, like, I love that. And I feel like I learn something new each time because everyone's like body responds a little differently. Um, but I think like even outside of weightlifting and this applies to like weightlifters or non-weightlifters, but like hearing people say they feel like more confident and comfortable in their bodies. Um, I would say like every time I hear that, it's like, yes, we're doing it. Like, cause I know that was like a big shift that happened for me um like through my wag journey and it's just like like you know our goals are going to change our goal weights and all that's going to change but just like like I feel like when you're comfortable and confident in your body like you just like it it carries over to every other aspect of your life like you know you're more confident at work you're more confident in your relationships and um so I'd say like it's kind of general but like every time I hear a client say that it's like yes mm-hmm. awesome and that's an interesting balance with the type of uh, clients you probably notoriously work with being yeah. an Olympic weightlifter. You probably get more of those in there. And for you mm-hmm. to say that they're happy about their, not only their body image aesthetics, and, but as well as performance and having that fine balance of both worlds. Uh, normally that can be a give and take where one precedes the other, you know, or is more important than the other. And you can't, sometimes you maybe can't have both. Right. And so that's such a fine line to, to walk uh, you know, with athletes who want to look a certain way and look like the athlete, but also, you know, have the right amount of fuel to actually be strong and be good at the thing that they want to be good at. So uh, that's that's a mastery and a skill for sure. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And I like even and maybe this is part of my journey I've had myself, but like even being a weight class athlete, like there's like a time and a place to focus on your weight, And then you got to have like those breaks from it because otherwise you just like you can't be like focusing on your weight all the time. No, it's just like exhausting. So yeah, it's, I like, I like helping people kind of shift their mind from that, even if they are an athlete in a weight class sport. Mm. Yeah. So stemming off of that, what's one of the, like, what's one really solid piece of advice that you love giving your clients or maybe a few kind of high level pieces of advice that you feel really help things click for people? Um, I'd say like, I mean, a real high level one is just like constantly reminding people that like, we aren't aiming for perfection. Like there's just like, I mean, and I, I think about this in my lifting too. Like, of course, like the goal would be to be perfect, but you're never going to be perfect. And if that's like, what you're using to like measure your success. Like you're never, you're never going to get there, but like, you know, like we're aiming to do the best that we can, but it doesn't have to be perfect. Um, and just like constantly, like sometimes I feel like maybe my clients get annoyed when I'm saying this like over and over and yeah. over and over, but, mm. um, yeah, just like, I mean, not aiming for perfection. Um, I'd say too, like reminding people, that like this, like you're never done with your nutrition, like Mm. you eat your whole life. And so like, it's not something you're just ever going to like be done and finished with. And so like, 
reminding people to like enjoy the moments with their families and like enjoy their trips and like like you know look at the big picture and that those special events like really don't happen super often and aren't a big part of their lives and so like like nutrition and dialing things in is always going to be there but those things aren't and yeah. so well, that's good i love that mind- i resonate with that a lot <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah because like you eat your whole life like it's not like one day you're gonna be like okay i'm done like <laughs> yeah right by the very nature of biology and survival keeping us alive food is an inherent part of that and that provides uh you know a means but also enjoyment and all that and like you said like it's something we're all foodies right like <laughs> by the very nature of survival and so why not get a grasp on that uh not only to get where you want to be but to stay there um a little yeah. easier hopefully or maybe a lot more easy <laughs> you know a lot easier so that's um, awesome yeah and i think along those lines too like reminding people that tracking tracking is like one tool of many i think a lot of people come to wag thinking like oh we only track macros and like, if I'm not tracking macros, I can't be a WAG client. Um, yeah. And I know like, like my first retreat, it blew my mind how many coaches like either don't track or like don't track all the time. Like I, I walked in thinking like everyone's going to have their food scales out. Yeah. And like, <laughs> um, and so I know that was really eye opening for me. And I wish that like, like I've gotten a chance to like see some of my clients in real life and like have a meal with them and like. Um, yeah, just that like tracking is like one way that we can make progress, but it's not like the way, the only way. Um, right. Yeah. That, so you, you might've just answered the question I was going to ask. Um, mm-hmm. your, w- when you talk to someone about, you know, the trips, not, not aiming for perfection. Right. And they mm-hmm. go on a trip. What, what, like, what are some of like the, the, uh, like prompts or the cues or the, the goals that you present to them mm-hmm. uh, so that they can stay like conscious of like what they're doing, but also like enjoy themselves. Like what, yeah. what, what would you say to someone just, you know, in a situation like that? Yeah. Um, I'd say, I mean, there's lots of things, but yeah, the, yeah, main totally. thing, the main thing is I usually like recommend that people choose like one to three daily goals to focus on. Um, and like, call it like low hanging fruit, like things that like feel too easy. Um, so like maybe it's like focusing on their water intake or like it's, you know, making sure you have a protein source at two or three of your meals that day. Um, like, and it kind of depends on the person and like what, what we're working on or like, maybe it's like having fruit and veggies at at three of their meals while they're traveling or, or, um, you know, having deciding ahead of time, how many drinks they'll have when they know they're going to be like out in social, social things. And like, and then I just tell them like anything more than that's an added bonus. Like we're going to hit these things, no matter what else you do, like you're successful if you do those things. And, and even if you don't like, we'll try again the next day too. Um, Mm -hmm. so that's my, I'd say like your approach, that's like your general like approach to it. Yeah. Yeah. And of course it varies, like depending on their goals. I I really like to work with people ahead of time on like setting a clear goal for the trip too. So like if your goal is to keep losing weight on your trip, like you're going to have to do more than that. 
Um, But if your goal is like, I just want to come home and not feel crappy, then like that might be, that might be enough. Sure. So cool. 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 Ahead of time. Super (laughs) solid advice. Yeah. So maybe this is uh, what got mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, but uh, you know, Tell us something surprising or maybe something that somebody doesn't know about you or most would not know about you. (laughs) Yes. Um, Well, this got me thinking. I feel like a lot of the things I thought of were in my WAG bio. So this could be in like my, like a a bio somewhere about me. Um, But I am like a super big Taylor Swift fan. (laughs) (laughs) Like been to every concert around here she actually do you want to hear a quick story about her yeah of course uh-huh. so this was this was don't tell my husband probably the best day of my life but <laughs> i was at a taylor swift concert and we we're kind of back you know a, a bit back we are not close so she goes off stage um she's off for a little bit probably like changing or whatever the light comes on and she's standing at the top of the aisle like where we walk down to our row. Oh, wow. So we're like freaking out. I'm there with two friends. (laughs) She starts coming down and we're on the, we're right on the aisle. And so forgot to add this. We had her name painted on our faces because we got there so early. (laughs) I had Taylor on one cheek, Swift on the other with sparkles and everything. So she walks down, sees her name painted on our faces goes oh my gosh that's so pretty and she took off bracelets that were on her wrist and gave them to us wow. and i bawled my eyes out like a baby for probably <laughs> at least 10 minutes <laughs> so um and i mean i i was a big fan before that but that was like such a cool story because she's so huge now yeah well it's such a rare interaction too just yeah. you're in the right place at the right time yeah, yeah. So I still have it's like a little rhinestone bracelet that Taylor Swift gave me. Uh, and when was that? Oh, what man. tour was it? How about that? It was the yeah. fearless. It was the fearless tour. Oh wow! So like, it was a while ago. Yeah, I think that was like her second, maybe third album. Gotcha. I th- I was I-, I was really hoping that you were like, oh, this is last week. No. <laughs> like, <laughs> with taylor swift on your face i would love that I, if that was true but it's a it's an awesome story either way yeah and is that oh, now uh suspended in a shadow box displayed on your wall with lights on it or <laughs> where do you keep this memento no it's actually just, i don't wear it but it's in like my jewelry like with the rest of my jewelry nice just like, <laughs> safe yeah safe yeah, <laughs> there right, you go. right yeah <laughs> So yeah, that's cool. I I, I love hearing stories like that. Mm-hmm. That's that's yeah. cool. Um, so I guess before we um kind of sign off here, uh, what someone if, if if someone's listening to this and they're they're not with Wag or maybe they're not doing any kind of nutrition program or they're maybe not really paying attention to what they're um eating. I mean, if you're listening to this podcast, I imagine you're probably in that sphere, you you're, you probably pay attention a little bit, but what's something that like you would a, a general piece of advice that you could give someone just to get them started? Like, if someone mm-hmm. said, "Nicole, you're at a Christmas party. I'm sure this happens to you. Happens to me. Happens to Chris. Yep. What do I do? I got I got to get into shape. I got to do something. What do I do? What do you say to someone like that? Um. 
this is not very specific, but I, I would tell somebody that there's never a perfect time to start. Mm. Um, I think if like, if we wait for a perfect time where like, you're going to have no social events, no holidays, like you're, it's never going to come up. There's like, there's always going to be things. And so like letting, cause you know, I'm imagining at a holiday party, somebody be like, yeah, once this holiday party's over and once Christmas is over, right. then I'll do right. it. Um, so just letting them know, like there's never a perfect time. Um, but then also kind of similar to what I mentioned for vacations, just like, like starting small and not trying to bite off more than you can chew at first. And so like, you know, maybe you're not ready to sign up for a coach yet, or maybe like, like financially you can't do it yet. And if like, that's the case, like, it doesn't mean you can't do anything. Like start looking at how much water you drink or, um, you know, start like seeing how you can get more protein in your meals or, um, I just say like picking one thing and, and starting with that cool. would be, would be, and if you can sign up for WAG, we can help too. Right. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, of course. Yeah. We actually, yeah. Aside from offering coaching, you know, we, we have a wealth of free information out yeah. there to help most people get a general sense of like a good starting point and apply some of these principles to their world and then, you know, see how that works for them and then determine, well, maybe I could kick, maybe I've been doing well by myself. I could kick my results up by getting a coach or this is just sufficient for now because I'm making changes. And when I'm ready to make bigger changes, maybe I'll take that leap. Yeah. So yeah, that's great. That's really good feedback and like advice for sure. (laughs) Yeah. And like, I think I, maybe I'm going off a tangent now, but I just thought of this, like that you don't have to have like a specific event or a specific anything to like have a coach. Like Hmm. it's not therapy, but like, I know for me, like, like I work with my coach, all the time no matter if I have like an event or something and you know we might check in less often but it's kind of like this thing that you can constantly be doing even if you don't have something something specific so like not not putting pressure to like have a specific goal or anything like that and like of course as coaches it helps us when we can help you figure out your goal but like you don't have to be competing in a month or six months or something like that to work with a coach right you don't even need to be someone who even works out or yeah. wants to work out to be coached uh, with your nutrition, which is the beautiful thing. And often a very common misconception, right? That just because I'm not a CrossFitter, I'm Olympic weightlifter, like this wouldn't benefit me or apply to me. So, and it's like you said earlier in the podcast um, about coaching, it's so much more than nutrition. So in a way it is like therapeutic, it is therapy because you've got somebody to bounce your voice off of and to be heard and to be seen uh, and understood. And from that, you know, you get a bit greater sense of yourself and you've got somebody that's in your corner to, to like help you realize what you're capable of, you know, and that's the beautiful yeah. thing about coaching and coaches can benefit from coaching too. You know, we, we need someone to be accountable to, uh, to call us on our shit, you know, that those things are important too. And we need it just as much as our clients, you know, um, even more so because, being in this position, if we're not taking care of ourselves, we're not going to be effective coaches either. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I like my weight cuts. I literally do whatever Tara tells me to do. I don't do, I don't decide what I'm doing. I mean, and I know like I'll tell her things that I I have found that work for me, but I just Mm -hmm. 
just listen to her. <laughs> yeah. It's nice to let go of the reins. It'd just be somebody else take the wheel, you know, like just tell me what to do and I'll do it. And it's relieving, you know, <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. Um, so uh, yeah. In closing here, where, uh, where can people find you on the internet if they want to know more about you or give you a follow or anything like that? Um, my Instagram is N underscore Celine. It's S A H L I N. I didn't legally change my last name, but that is my husband's last name. I changed it on Instagram. Okay. <laughs> so, mm. so cool. um, I, and I think that's about it. I mean, I look on Facebook, not really on there too much. Yeah. But <laughs> right yeah. on. Well, uh, if you are listening to this and you are interested in nutrition coaching, uh, please check out workingagainstgravity.com. You can work with Nicole or myself or Chris or anyone else that we have on our awesome coaching staff. Uh, and also, like Chris mentioned, check out our blogs. We put out a ton of content. Uh, we have a lot of resources that you can check out for free. Um, mm -hmm. And yeah, just give it a look. Follow us on Instagram. Uh, we have a Twitter account now, which is awesome. I love Twitter. Um, and yeah, now we're on Mighty Networks. Yes. We're shifting over yeah. from Facebook to Mighty Networks. So check us out on Mighty Networks as well. So. Um, Nicole, thanks so much for coming on. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for your time, Nicole. Hope you have a great rest of your day. Three, two.